0: Oh, welcome back to episode 59 of In The Flat Podcast. Um, this week, it's just me, Jordan Schultz, and uh, Jess Saban. Uh, Tony right now has the stomach flu, I guess. You know, the stomach bug is going around. I go, I know, Jess, you said you had it in your house um, this past weekend. So yep. everybody out there, stay uh, healthy. Try not to get sick. Um, but we have some crazy updates, you know, from last week. You know, a lot of upsets a lot of just a lot of things happening um but we'll start off with some uh news um not a lot of news going around but um just some heartbreaking uh, news coming out of virginia uh, university of virginia the uh three virginia football players uh that were uh uh shot and killed this past weekend uh sunday night um you know it's just hard to see you know hard to hear about i know that today the AD had a press conference talking and they asked about the games, uh, the game this weekend, and they are not a hundred percent sure what they're going to do yet. Um, They're going to talk to their team, talk to the coaches and uh, fully figure out if they're going to cancel the game. But I know I've heard a lot of other sports have canceled their events um, this past week uh, because of this. Um, So I know Jesse probably don't have a lot to say on it, but you know, any thoughts on this?
1: I mean, Again, thoughts and prayers go out to the, the team, the families, obviously. Um, I think on, on top of the three that were killed, I do believe I saw something about a couple others being injured as well, though I believe they have uh, a suspect in custody who was also a former football player. So the, allegedly there's connections there, but... You know, just mainly not much to say. It's the yeah. tragedy, you know, it should never happen, but here we are.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, here our our family in the flat, you know, we're sending our uh, thoughts and prayers to, you know, the families of the three players and also the football team, you know, it's a tragic thing. Um, but let's, let's, you know, get off the hearts, you know, hard news and, uh, Mm-hmm. Let's lighten it up a little bit with, uh, you know, last week, last weekend. Like I said, a lot of upsets, a lot of teams. You know, we thought would win, loss. You know, a lot closer games than we thought they would be, things like that. So let's kick it off with the Alabama versus Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama won this game thirty to twenty four. Um, Jess, any thoughts? Anything from this game that you thought was, you know? different than what we thought or anything like that? I mean, uh, you and I
1: picked Alabama last week. Tony was the only one who went with Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken. And I I thought Alabama was going to run away with this game a little bit more than they did. They really just kind of took control in the second half. They held Ole Miss to just seven points the entirety of the second half. So, you know, uh, everyone talking about – Oh, the Alabama dynasty is over. Oh, Nick Saban, his reign of terror on the SEC is over. Alabama's always going to find ways to win. They just have too much talent. You know, statistically, Bryce Young didn't really blow you away. 21 of 33, 209 yards, but he did have three touchdowns. But it's Alabama. They always seem to find ways to win. I mean, just look at what it took to beat them. Tennessee last-second field goal after Alabama had to miss one of their own, and then LSU had to go for two in overtime just to hope, try and avoid what happened to Auburn last year. So Alabama, still a tough out no matter what.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely a tough out. You know, looking at the stats, you know, um, the only thing I can see hurting Alabama is their defense, and it, it's been that way all season. Um, they let – Old Miss's running back have 135 rushing yards. They had a uh, Old Miss had a receiver with 123 rushing yards. So, you know Alabama's defense this year looks so down and out. And you know their offense until they are down, don't doesn't really turn it around lately against these big teams. You know Texas, it was you know they were down and they came back. You know you got all these games that they came back to. Tennessee was up by big early and then they came back. So. You know, offensively it's like they have to get something going early and it doesn't seem like they get it going early. Um, I mean but-
1: it just feels like a reload year for them <laughs> rather than a rebuild or that they're truly down. Like they're they're gonna have like the most five stars coming in next year. So I you know, it's sure this might be a down year from, but all the talk about how the dynasty's dead. I'm so far away from being ready to say that.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. It has to be a couple years out. They were just in the national championship game last year. Yeah, they lost, but they were in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: So things like that. People people just want Nick Saban. People want Alabama done being at top. But I can see them being in the top 10 for the next couple years still. Maybe not always going to national Fair championship, but at least Thompson. top ten, Fair yeah. minimum top 10. Fair, yeah.
1: And, you know, with the expanded playoff, They're going to be competing for more championships, even in years like this year, where they have two tough losses against two teams who, you know, assuming, you know, the top five remains the same, then that means Tennessee is going to be fifth and LSU is going to be in that. I think they're going to, they might push them up to sixth now with uh, Oregon's loss. So everybody's getting ahead of themselves.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Definitely ahead of ahead of ourselves, not knowing hundred percent really what's going on. Um, but all right, let's move on to the next game. Um, probably everyone's game of the week, uh, radar, you know, can TCU really compete against a top team, uh, a team that you would think, you know, took it down to the right wire against Alabama. And they did TCU, uh, pulled this game out 17 to 10 against Texas. Um, Not high scoring, kind of a slow game, slow burn game, a lot of running, um, at least from TCU. Um, But what are your thoughts on this, Jess?
1: This was one of – I mean, the the kind of talent that Texas has, you know, on offense between Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson, I thought this game was going to be a shootout. That being said, it was so far from – I mean, Quinn Ewers – Barely 50% passing, 17 of uh, 33. And no touchdowns, one interception, 171 yards. Bijan Robinson, 2.4 yards per carry, 12 carries, 29 yards. Quinn is five carries, negative 15 yards. There was just no offense from Texas. And TCU got pretty much all of their offense out of Kendra Miller with his 138 yards and a touchdown. So, TCU has shown this year, and I think this is kind of important, that they can win ugly, they can win close, they can win low scoring, and they can beat you in shootouts. So, Texas is no Georgia, and if the playoffs started right now, I believe it would be TCU versus Georgia in the first round because I don't think TCU is moving up over Michigan or Ohio State. But it'll certainly be interesting to see how they do against those top top teams, assuming they can just run the table. It's all it's all the chips are they're all in right now. They the ball's in their court, they got they control their own destiny. So it it was an impressive display of being able to win in an ugly game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, we've seen TCU, they can win every game, they can blow out a team, they can Win by a touchdown, but you know if you just look at the team stats in this game, TCU dominated this game from start to finish. Um, more total yards, more rushing yards, more, more first downs, more third down conversions. Um, they just dominated. They had almost 50, They had over. 50, they had 15 more um, minutes of possession. They just dominated this game fully, um, and. It was nice to see that it wasn't just a passing game for TCU and they can run the ball and dominate that way as well. Any more thoughts on this game, Jess?
1: I just don't know what to make of Texas. I don't know really what to make of Quinn Yurtis. He's got all the talent in the world, but, I mean, I, I they are really going to be – if they want to be competing next year, they're going to have to have a lot of impact freshmen and they've got one of the top recruiting classes in the country coming in. Although I, a sizable part of that is Arch Manning coming in to be the backup, you know, you'd think behind Quinn Ewers, So it's going to be interesting seeing Texas these next couple of years, they got all the talent. They just need to put it together. Are they going to end up being like Texas A&M where they have these amazing recruiting classes and, these incredible starting AP poll positions, you know, like eighth or whatever, and then um, just not being able to put together on the field. So, it Texas has got a long way to go, but they've got the talent.
0: Definitely, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, is it, is Bijan a sophomore or a junior?
1: Junior, I think,
0: because I'm,
1: I'm, either way, he's being projected to go in this year's draft, so they're going to be losing him.
0: Yeah, and he was – like last year, he was their heart and soul at the offense. Um, he's maybe, been so
1: far kind of this year too.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get off the Texas talk. Um, not just <laughs> Texas, the university, but Texas, the state in general, because, you know, TCU's in Texas as well. But let's go to probably – at least my most, one of my most surprising games of the week. Um, and that was Washington beating Oregon 37 to 34, um, basically ending Bo Nix's, you know, run to the Heisman um, ending Oregon's chance at, um, you know, either even, you know, making the college football playoffs and kind of, you know it's wide open for USC, the only team in the Pac-12 that basically can make the Pac or the college all playoffs right now. So, what are your thoughts in this game, Justin?
1: I was really shocked. I thought Oregon at home. All we've we've seen what kind of turnaround this team has done since week one, but they could not do anything to stop Michael Penix. 26 of 35, 408 408 yards, two touchdowns, added another 20 yards on the ground. It was just – he kind of just picked them apart. And Bo Nix had a very solid game himself. Marquise Irving and Noah Winnington both had over 100 yards rushing for Oregon. But at the end of the day, it just came down to – Washington got the last laugh. You know, it was it kind of just came became one of those neither defense is really going to be able to do much to stop the other, but I it, Washington just they got the last laugh there. It was it, it was very shocking for me cuz I've been high on Oregon's defense all year just to see them kind of picked apart like that. But I mean, it's college football. <laughs> There's, a, it feels like nothing is ever predictable.
0: Oh, definitely not. You can never predict anything right now, especially this year. Uh, I would not begin if you if you told me TCU was going to be in the college football playoff talk at week eleven, I would have told you crazy in the beginning of the year. Um, but you know, this game. If you look at you know the play by play, you know the first quarter. So the for, first half, um, uh, Washington is up 13-10. to 10. Uh, Oregon ends the quarter on a missed field goal. Um, they fumbled this half. the first half. In the second half, if you really go down, it was touchdown. The drive besides a down at the end of game and an interception, every other drive the second half was a touchdown or at least a field goal. But, you know, this game would have been decided, I think, earlier, um, like I said, the end of the second half, Oregon missed the field goal and been tied 13-13. And then for whatever reason, Oregon went for it on fourth and one at the 34-yard line at a tie game. Um, just punted away. That's what kind of lost them the game right there. there that was, was their only
1: fourth down fail the entire yeah. game. They were three for three going into that. I mean, if I told you... That Oregon was going to have 592 total yards, 313 yards rushing, have nine more first downs, ha- go three for four on fourth down, have 22 more plays, and have almost nine and a half more minutes of time of possession. Like, you'd think Oregon would have won this game handedly. But Nope. <laughs> I mean, Washington averaged on Oregon's defense nine and a half yards a play. That is nearly a first down every play. Like, Jesus. It was just one of those weeks. I mean, it was a hell of a game, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Oregon, it was the Oregon game to lose. I think that fourth down play in their own um, end of the field. And then the missed field goal and, and just things like that kind of um, really hurt them. And I think, like you said, right when you started off, you, they just couldn't stop Michael Penix Jr. Um, over 400 passing yards. He did everything that game. this game. Um, their receivers were great. Running, you know, wasn't bad. They didn't run that much. But when they did, you know, they, they got big chunks. So it, it just looked like Oregon – and Washington were really close skill-wise and Washington just kind of had a better day offensively than Oregon did. It's one of those days, man. It was, it was one of those days. So, let's let's jump to I think Tony's upset of the week. I know I picked LSU, you picked LSU. LSU squeezing it out against Arkansas 13 to 10 um, if you did not watch the last drive for Arkansas the LSU's defense showed up tremendously I, I'm pretty sure it was a fumble at the end of the game um, it was an incredible game so what are your thoughts on this game uh, Jess anything another I know it was a low scoring game another, another low
1: scoring game. LSU's offense was entirely reliant on Josh Williams, it felt like. It, he was the only one really doing anything. I mean, Jane Daniels, 8 for 15, 86 yards and a pick. So, I – this is not a good look for LSU if they were really trying to make a push for the playoff. Which I don't know how they'd get in outside of just being the SEC champ, because this was not an impressive win, I'd say. But defense showed up, did what it had to do, but not a great game from LSU.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely not a great game for LSU. Not a really great game for Arkansas. Not honestly, it wasn't a great game for Alabama right now either. Um, you know they're watching this game. They want LSU to win. Um, They want to be pushed up higher in those rankings, get a better bowl game if, you know, anything maybe squeeze somehow, somehow squeeze into the college ball playoffs. (laughs) But um, there's not a lot to say, like you said. I mean, it was a 13-10 game offense. It was not an offensive game. That was a defensive game. LSU's defense held strong. Arkansas's defense played well. It just looked like their offenses, both of them, did not have like what we've seen yeah, like we've seen it's LSU and L that play. It, it just looked like a sloppy game all around for both teams. It really felt
1: like LSU had used up all of their energy against Alabama. Like, it's one of those where it's like, you know, we know Alabama's defense hasn't been tremendous this year, especially up to Alabama standards, but they've still got, you know, all world level talent in every area of that defense. You know, they got linebackers, edge rushers, safeties, corners that are all going to be like first and second round picks this year. And LSU will come out and drop 30 on that. And then 13 against Arkansas, which I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some expert on Arkansas football. And while they might have, you know, a bunch of talent – they were very highly viewed and ranked earlier this year. I mean they're no Alabama <laughs> So it just feels weird seeing them go from dropping 30 on Alabama to barely squeaking out a 13 to 10 win against arkansas. But again that's college football
0: <laughs> yeah I mean definitely is college football and we you know you you can say it over and over again especially this week. A lot of weird things happened, a lot of close games, you know. And we're going to go into probably the two um, biggest upsets of the week. Um, and that, let's start off, well, let's let's start off with the easier one I could see, maybe. Uh, UCLA losing 28-34 to 34 to Arizona. Um, I didn't think this would happen. I don't think you thought this would happen. I don't think this was even on the game our radar last week. Really talking about um, any of it. it. It just, you know, they UCLA just looked flat at points in this game, and it really showed. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this um, UCLA just getting beat?
1: I mean, they got off to such a slow start, dropping four, down fourteen to zero in the first, scraping it. You know, scraping back to make it 21 uh, 14 at the half and then tying it up at the th- in the third quarter. But at the end of the day, it was just, I guess, a little, you know, they were able to claw their way back into it. But, you know, I mean, it's just a bad look for the Pac 12 this week. <laughs> it's just, you know, a now a four and six arizona wildcats team dropping 13 just to close it out in the final quarter there i mean i have no, i didn't even heard i hadn't even heard of this guy Jaden DeLaura, arizona's quarterback 22 of 28 315 and two touchdowns wow michael wiley there what arizona's running back 4.6 a carry 21 for 97 yards and a touchdown. Nine receptions for Jacob Cowing, 118 yards. I mean, Arizona just kept with them. I mean, UCLA's ground game was very efficient. 181 yards, seven and a half per carry, three touchdowns for Zach Charbonnet. But, I mean, just... But we the, previewed this game, no, the we didn't like, have like been I a said, thought,
0: no, yeah. Um, it, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson just did not have a good game, and he, you know, was on, you know, he was on my board kind of early, you know, talked up, you know, for after his, you know, the the hot start UCLA had maybe Heisman, dark horse, but now with that performance, that you know, lost to a Team that wasn't even bowl eligible, um, wasn't even probably didn't even think about going to a bowl, um, just really hurt, you know, UCLA's chances at making the Pac-12 championship game. Even hurt it, it hurt the Pac-12s, you know, college football playoff hopes again, um, because now uh, USC plays them this week, which is. Not gonna be a you know huge win if UCLA wins or uh, USA USC wins, so um kind of not a lot to say Pac-12. though. Pack twelve. Uh, when was the last time we ha- we heard they had defense? I-, I don't think we ever thought they did. Um, two thousand thirteen,
1: fourteen. Marcus Mariota's Oregon teams. I don't know.
0: Did they have good defense? No, they just had a good offense. Pack twelve is. Known for no defense. So, but let's go to the bigger upset. Bigger upset. All right. Which, again, I don't think this is on anyone's radar. I don't think anyone thinks Vanderbilt's a good enough team. But they came out and shocked everyone. They probably shocked themselves a little bit as well. Beating Kentucky, who was ranked in the top 25 college football playoff rankings. 24 to 21. I, Jess, did you watch this game this weekend? No. I, Whenever I, only I hear watched the, words, the
1: Vanderbilt football, I kind of just tune <laughs> out. I watched I the, end of the so game. It's so bad for Vanderbilt fans for saying that. But, I mean, Will Levis was terrible. 11 for 23, 109 yards, and a pick. I mean, maybe his receivers weren't getting open. I didn't watch the game. I don't think you watched the game. It could be a little bit more to that, but he is not... I mean, since the hand injury, he's just not been great. And you got to wonder how this is going to affect his draft stock. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be really talking about and previewing this game, but they got Georgia this week. And if he plays like that, we're looking at an absolute massacre. Like a 56-0 to kind of game. But... I mean, good for Vanderbilt.
0: <laughs> yeah, de- definitely a good thing for Vanderbilt. Um, huge, huge win. Um, But, hey, there's not a lot to say. Vanderbilt dominated this game. Will Levis looked like a Van- – Kentucky looked like a K- or Vanderbilt we've seen several years over and over again. But I digress on that game. Uh, I watched the end of the game. I was I'm, I'm kinda excited for Vanderbilt. I wanna see where they go. I wanna see next year, year after that, see if they're back, maybe. <laughs> but alright. Yeah, you know, that was our games that we thought, you know, were the biggest college football playoff um games that, you know, mess up, can hurt people's chances. Um uh, to just crazy upsets that we thought probably wouldn't have happened at this point in the season, but they have. So we're going to jump into this week, week 12, games, um, which there are few and far from any games that are really important to anything. I'm pretty sure that most U- S- uh, SEC games are FCS schools, uh, except a couple, maybe. Um, So, but we'll start it off with, you know, a Big Ten matchup that could have Michigan get ready for Ohio State or could really hurt them in a sense. Um, That is uh, Michigan playing Illinois at home. Um, What are your thoughts on, you know, that game, you know, implications, anything like that?
1: I mean, I think Michigan should win this game, and I think they should win handedly. Uh, Will Chase Brown be able to get his stats for uh, Illinois? Probably he should get, you know, some decent numbers. But at the end of the day, Michigan's just the better team. I mean, I feel like that's how we talk about a lot of these Big Ten games. Whenever it's, you know, the only game it feels like for the Big Ten that really matters right now is Ohio State-Michigan, which we all kind of figured coming into the season, but I think Illinois should – I think they'll do all right. I don't think it's – I don't foresee a massacre coming, but Michigan should should win, and they should win comfortably.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I definitely think Michigan should win, but Illinois wants that Big Ten championship game, um, so it could be anything – Um, Illinois also knows how to play in the snow and I don't think anyone really has found a way to stop Chase Brown like no one's really stopped uh, Blake Corum but no one's really stopped Chase Brown last week I think Purdue was the only team that stopped him and have 100 yards I think he had 98 I'm he's still number one in rushing yards so I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think, but I think Michigan's going to be able to pull it out just because it's at home, a big, Big Ten game, and really could knock Illinois' chances of making the Big Ten championship game with this loss. But not a lot to say. I think everyone has Michigan winning this game. I think they're, yeah, 18-point favorites in this game. Um, so I, I definitely think Michigan going to be able to pull this one out comfortably, like you said. Um, another game this this week, which honestly, it's, it's it's something for the Pac-12 championship game, maybe implications for that, implications for a big a good bowl game, but neither of these teams have a chance at making college football playoffs. So, um, that is Utah versus Oregon at Oregon, um, and I we know I know last year Utah got Utah manhandled Oregon two week almost two weekends in a row. I think it was a weekend in between the the two manhandles they they played them. I think this they played them week twelve or week thirteen last year, and then they played them in the Pac twelve championship and just destroyed them. So, what are your thoughts on this this Pac twelve matchup?
1: I don't really have much to say. A lot of the excitement around it is kind of gone now with Oregon having lost, you know, and kind of dooming themselves. But uh, I think Oregon should still win. I think they'll They'll bounce back. I mean, again, that was a close. It was heartbreaking, but another game at Oregon, this game, I think will mean a little bit more for Utah to try and make a push. I think if I saw correctly, they broke into the top 10 uh, with the college football playoff. Announcements, but uh, could be wrong. Um, haven't been able to really find the list yet. I mean, it's still probably going on. But uh, I think Oregon wins. I think they'll have a good bounce back game. You know, I, I, I think they are the better team. You yeah, know, it was a rough one. Yeah. Just, uh, it, and I think they'll bounce back.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think they'll bounce back. And, uh, I know you just talked about the college football playoffs. We're um, just to inform everybody listening that we're not going to be um, talking about the college football playoff rankings just because we, you know, recorded this earlier. Um, the rankings are a little later this, this week because there's a basketball game on on ESPN. So um, just putting I it out I
1: just there. Read, uh, what I saw there, I guess that was a projection. Yeah. A prediction, not the actual. My bad.
0: No, you're good. Um so, so now let's go going to, on at this time. <laughs> yeah. Let now let's go to probably I think the only game that you know the SEC plays SEC um, that are ranked um, as of right now um, Georgia versus Kentucky. Um, I I don't I, I don't see Georgia losing to Kentucky after Kentucky just lost the Vanderbilt. I think it's going to be a forty-two to seven. Maybe I don't think Will Levis is going to bounce back. What do you think? Yeah, as I
1: said earlier, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I was so high on him coming into the year. I thought he was going to be great. You know, he has all the intangibles, but I don't know what's happened to him. I, like you said, 42 7, 56 3. It's not going to be a
0: good weekend for Kentucky fans. Definitely not. A good second weekend. Um, they already not had, they already had, one bad weekend and now they go into a, a Georgia team that's rolling. So I feel bad for him, but do I really? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like I said, the slate of games this week are few and far from good. Um, so the next game is Ohio state, Maryland. I think I know Ohio State's going to win if there's snow or rain. Or win. I don't know anymore, but I got Ohio State winning this game comfortably. I don't think Maryland's really offense has clicked like last year and early in the season. So what do you think, Jess? Maryland's got a lot of talent, surprisingly. I mean, I,
1: they have a relatively deep receiving room, and uh, they got Tua's brother there, quarterback. But I don't see them winning. I mean, like you said, if it's raining or it's snowing, maybe they got a puncher's chance, you know? just cuz ohio state has shown they they can get off to slow starts they aren't they haven't been great in those conditions just look at the northwestern game but uh i i think i think ohio state's going to win this game fairly comfortably kind of similar to the michigan illinois game like you know maryland might put up a little bit of a fight they got some talent but at the end of the day only one team matters to ohio state and only one team matters to michigan and that's Ohio State and
0: Michigan. So pretty much. Yep. Right now it's who who wants it more? Ohio State or Michigan? And who can finish the season strong? And like we know, they play each other next week. So we'll talk about that in depth next week because that's probably the biggest game of the week and probably the biggest implications for a lot of things. Oh yeah. So we got one more game. Um and I mean it would have been different. Talking about it now, if UCLA won against Arizona convincingly, but um, it's USC versus UCLA, another big Pac-12 implications for a lot of things. But I see USC winning this game comfortably. I think UCLA has slowed down a lot since they they went undefeated early. Um, And that big loss to Arizona really probably is going to hinder their spirits. So what do you think on this game, Jess? I know we didn't really talk about covering this game, but... I think it's still important.
1: I have mixed feelings about this game because USC's defense has been suspect when they played good teams this year. UCLA has been a bit more well-rounded. That being said, you know, USC's got the combination of Adminson and Williams. They've got the better coach uh, with Lincoln Riley. Well, actually, no. UCLA's got... a. Uh, what's his name chip Kelly chip Kelly for some reason I was gonna say chip Kelly I'm like wait that's wrong but I'm like no that's right <laughs> so um so the, you know, the all things being equal I, I honestly that coaching thing is a, a bit of a break but I mean they let Cal drop 35 on them and Cal's been okay this year but um i I think. I think UCLA is going to win this game, and it's going to be a close one. I think that while USC has more of the high-end talent, their defense has just not been good. So I'm actually, I think I'm going to go UCLA by three. Like a 38-35 kind of game. Uh, A 31-28, something like that.
0: Yeah, I I, I think UCLA, so. big factor in that is that it's at UCLA. And it's sold out. And it's the most fans, UCLA, students, UCLA has ever had at their game. I think 16,000. So, yeah, I I think I'm going narrowly UCLA here. No, I, I, I see where you're coming from. All right. I have a qu- – I've done this before in a podcast when it was just me and uh, – ben but and jaz Je- or tony i don't remember um but uh out of every game this week what is the game that you know you're gonna be more um inclined to watch more just any game doesn't have to be a top 10 game doesn't have to be any of it. just any game it could be multiple games it, it can be a lot what what games
1: Well there is there are two in particular that the fan in me is gonna be watching. Number one, my pirates ECU against Houston, we host. And I'm hoping we don't get hosed by the refs like we did against Cincinnati. We should be seven and three. Um I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter.
0: You're crying right now. um,
1: No, no, no. I'm I'm totally chill. Totally chill. Uh, (laughs) My family, uh, as as we do every year, is going to be getting together with some close family friends and watching the Penn State Rutgers game. That's not going to go well for Rutgers, but it's something we do every year. And then that uh, USD-UCLA game, I'm going to be paying attention to. Um... You know, just in part, the fan in me wants to watch Caleb Williams. Uh, and, you know, the, the New York Giants fan in me is like, could we trade up for Jordan Addison? That guy is kind of good. Um, you know, we need wide receivers. So I, I'm I'm going to be watching that game more so just to see, you know, how all that goes down. I mean, the best games potentially of the weekend are just the Pac-12 games because they're the only ones that seem to have like these – meaningful games going on i mean yeah sure michigan illinois got some potential there and as we talked a little bit about you know the ohio state maryland but realistically we we expect michigan and ohio state to win comfortably (laughs) i'm not very confident or comfortable with either of my picks between oregon and ucla winning those games like those those could go either way there's there's real potential there
0: yeah definitely um no, those picks are great. I know you got to, you know, all matter. you got to always pick that game to watch, especially when, you know, your all is still in a group of five conferences. And they're not horribly mm-hmm. far down there. Um, for me, some big games, key games that, you know, not really important to anyone else, but, you know, a lot of Big Ten games this weekend are have a lot of implications. Uh, Wisconsin plays Nebraska. Um, that's a big game. Uh, there's it's a right now there's a four way tie for the Big Ten West, um to ever to get blown out in the Big Ten Championship whoever whoever plays
1: to lose to um, Ohio State or Michigan
0: Iowa Minnesota play, that's a big one. Northwestern Purdue that like those three games right now are really implicating implications for the Big Ten West. Who's going to win that? Other than that, you know we we didn't talk about it. Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma, but they're not ranked so we're not going to talk about that game because it's really not that important. (laughs) But other than that, there's not a lot of super big games in my eyes. Maybe Kansas state playing West Virginia. That's a big one just because they're going to West Virginia and that's a hard, hard place to go. It feels like I've heard multiple. You got to, you land, you take a bus ride through the mountains, you lose signal on your phone, like six or seven times going through the mountains. So, so it's that's gonna be tough but no Kansas matter what. State. Kansas State.
1: Oh yeah, I hate West Virginia. Okay,
0: well, thanks for asking. <laughs> and, uh, Clemson, Clemson got Miami. I don't think that's gonna be bad. Um, and North Carolina's got Georgia Tech. I think North Carolina can be still a dark horse right now. They are. They only lost to Notre Dame our Dame's are uh, in the top 25 um, so they're nine and one and Drake May he if he has a good games the rest out. of this what
1: I said if he shows out he could like you were getting. if he out. shows
0: out against Georgia Tech NC State and then dominates has 400 passing yards three or four touchdowns in the ACC championship game against Clemson he could easily slide into the top four maybe even win it with how many yards he's throwing he's like a video game quarterback that we all have created and throwing four or five hundred yards a game that's Drake May he he dominates the air he's he's an all-around good quarterback you know can run the ball can pass the ball um, pretty accurate with a 70% percent completion so I, I think UNC has a chance at making some noise in both you know Heisman, and maybe squeezing in there. So There's a lot of chaos. But for now, we'll leave it there with those games. I know this week's kind of slow with games, and last week, you know, a lot of upsets. So, you know, you never know what happens. Kentucky could somehow come out and beat Georgia, or Maryland could come out, beat Ohio State. Illinois could beat Michigan. Okay. Hey, anything Read can happen. For the upset. Just, for just what? Well, you know, it's college football. Yep. Any given Saturday. any Yeah. Hey, whoever shows up. Hey, what? Are we going to get Blake Coram or are we going to get Chase Brown? Who can run more yards?
1: That's, that's, uh, that's the game. That's an interesting matchup to watch for. Yeah. Because I right. be like uh, which running back gets uh gets the honorable mention
0: at the Heisman ceremony. <laughs> hey, Blake Coram can have a good game this week, have a good game to Ohio State and the Big Ten Championship if they beat Ohio State. Uh, he – He's going to win it. He could. 200 yards, 400 yards in the next three games. Easily. Knows? But all right, we're going to call it there, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have a good weekend and watch these Big Ten games because there's not a lot of games to watch. So watch the Big Ten. All right. See you, everyone. Bye.